Welcome to Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. My name is Mindy Menzies Uribe, a former nurse and mortgage underwriter turned woo-woo spiritual intuitive life and entrepreneurial strategist. Each week you'll hear mind-blowing tips and tricks as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective entrepreneur. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical life and entrepreneurial strategy. Come in, sit down, welcome, welcome. Today I wanted to talk a bit about the healing process. When we're healing emotions, when we're healing the subconscious mind, when we are digging and rooting out things that have been with us for a while, things like that. There's a common misconception that leads a lot of people to believe that things like um, hypnosis, hypnoreiki, um, RTT, NLP, EFT, that these things are not working for them. People tend to believe that when we say healing process, that there that there's going to be some sort of light switch. And that suddenly something that was hurting them or causing them issues yesterday will suddenly be gone tomorrow. And although we can make major changes very, very rapidly, hence rapid transformational therapy, um, hypno-reiki, things like this, that we can, we can make massive change in one session. Major changes can be made. But that doesn't mean that you may not have a day where you take a step backwards momentarily. It doesn't mean that life doesn't continue to happen. It doesn't mean that you aren't going to still have stressors and things that come into your space. And so people tend to go, it didn't work for me. Uh, I felt great yesterday and now today, look at me. Uh, It just obviously doesn't work for me. And the interesting part that I find about this is I've heard this from numerous people that have been in talk therapy for decades. I am not calling anyone out here about being in talk therapy. If you feel that talk therapy works for you, helps you, makes you feel better in any way, shape, form, or fashion, then absolutely talk therapy. Great. I did talk therapy as a young, as an adolescent, as a um, teenager, and then as an adult. Talk therapy did not work for me. But I will find it so interesting when I talk with someone and they say to me, oh, I did a, I did a session of that, that hypnosis stuff. And... <laughs> It didn't work for me. Um, a week later, I was, you know, I, I, I had a bad day and I got really angry or whatever the case, whatever it was they went in for, let's say, 
they if it if they even sort of scratch the surface of that emotion or that thought process again they think it didn't work and so they will abandon and i've heard this over and over and over again it didn't work for me so i went back to talk therapy and you know medication and all of these things and i love to ask the question so then talk therapy and medication and all those things are working for you then? Well, no. Okay, so they're not working for you. No. But you continue to do them even though you've been going for decades. But because one one session of some sort of holistic healing didn't fix the entire issue that you've had for, you know, decades upon decades. You gave up any kind of holistic healing and went back to traditional therapies that were not working for you, which is why you went to look for holistic healing, but went back to it anyway, knowing it's still not working for you, but you still continue to do that and will not, you know, and I'll, I'll, and so then I like to dive in and I like to say, okay, well, what did you go in for and how is that affecting you now? Things like that. And a lot of times it's interesting because almost all the time they'll tell me how, oh, well that problem does, they don't have that problem as much as they did before, or they found that, you know, something else helped them, them, you know, oh, they had an epiphany and, and that's what made them better. Not the hypnosis, not the rapid transformational therapy, not, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, so yeah, but there, but if everything wasn't fixed, healed, whatever verbiage you want to use in that one session, they're ready to walk. And I think this really is unfortunate for so many and I understand we get, it's, it's scary when we feel like we don't, we're running out of options. When we start to feel like I've tried everything. When we get into that thought process, I've tried everything. Nothing is going to work for me. Right? And so I think there's that this really plays a part because I think by the time people start looking for holistic therapy, they've tried so much and they're so done that it's really very they're very much expecting the miracle and it's not that I don't believe in miracles because I do but I also believe that there's space for the in-between in-between traditional therapies whole it is and is the holistic therapies area that I like to call that I refer to holistic therapies as things like NLP, EFT, hypnosis, rapid transformational therapy, all of those things, Reiki, all of those things to me fit into the holistic area. And I find it such a shame that so many will shy away after a single visit with someone in the holistic field and then want to surmise that the entire holistic field must be 
a load of crap. I've heard that too out of many people. Oh, I tried it. It was bogus. They stole my money. It was a load of crap. Well, wait a minute, but you've been going to talk therapy for, you know, I actually spoke with a gentleman who we had, it was a very civil conversation, but I said, let me get this straight. You've gone to talk therapy now for 36 years. And you yourself just sat here and told me nothing was resolved in that 36 years. But you don't consider them charlatans or any of the other words he had used in telling me what he thought about my profession, what he thought about what I did for a living. Although, again, we were being very civil. He was just being forthright in how he felt about what I did. And that's okay. I don't mind somebody that has opinions. You're, I truly am okay with people having their own opinions. We are all entitled to them as long as we can be civil with them. And so I didn't mind hearing him out. But I did love, what I did love was the look on his face after I said, so let me get this straight. After all those years, you don't consider that being ripped off or taken advantage of or anything else. I said, when you yourself say you've gotten nothing out of it, but yet you told me that you stopped, um, subsequently stopped drinking after a hypnosis session, but because it didn't cure everything this man had going on, because it didn't, excuse me, not cure, because it didn't help him with everything he had going on. He considered that a failure. And continued to go to talk therapy. And this is, he's not alone. I see this and hear this a lot. And that's part of where what I do is see, because I feel like my job really isn't to try to convince people. I'm not meant to convince you. Um, because I think it's something we all have to come to on our own. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't have, like I did with this gentleman, a candid conversation in, in civil tones where I point out what I see for, from my side looking in, just like he pointed out what he saw from his side looking in. My side looking in, I saw a man in deep pain who had been in pain for decades emotionally. And who was not getting any help, right? So when I pointed out what I pointed out to him, it wasn't to say, look at how right I am. Look at how, it was to say, to try to help him possibly have another way to look at maybe taking another look at how it may have actually helped him more than he realized the holistic side of things. And that maybe, just maybe giving it another shot might be something he might want to do down the road. And, you know, and I'm not, I wasn't, you know, even pitching for myself. I, um, I don't typically work 
with men. I'll do readings for um, men, but I don't, I typically work with women. So it wasn't even like I was trying to pitch business or anything here. Um, this was just a conversation that we got into. And I saw that his pain level was great. And that's what made him so upset inside of this, this healing conversation because he was in such pain. And sometimes I think we have to stop and recognize that in each other when we're talking about things. Um, so anyway, and but I don't want to go too far left. Um, I just really wanted to touch base and talk about when we're healing that this that it doesn't mean that there won't be setbacks. It's what it's what we retrain when we retrain and reprogram and do all of these things with the subconscious. What it is is it's allowing us to easier shift later on so we can better recognize what's happening within us, within our emotions, so that we can catch things faster, quicker, easier, and move ourselves out of that thought process and back to center. And that's what a lot of when reprogramming and training does is it takes the subconscious and reprograms it, but it doesn't, ne it doesn't mean that we don't still have, like I said, things that won't, that won't trigger that from time to time. And so we have, but the difference at that point when we're triggered inside of that emotion that we've now gone in and worked on, the difference is we're aware, oh, okay, I see the trigger now, I see what happened here. And we are better able to then recover ourselves and bring ourselves back to center. So a healing doesn't necessarily mean, boom, we're, we're good. Every, everything mindset wide is perfect. It just means we, we take out pieces at a time, right? We healed certain pieces, but that doesn't mean everything's gone out of that subconscious. There is so much in there. We're pulling it out, but as we're pulling out those pieces, as we're reprogramming, as we're rooting out, we're clearing the clutter. And that makes it easier to stay in a better mindset, even when we're, we have things go on in life because it's life, right? So I just wanted to, like I said, I just wanted to talk a few moments today because I really see this a lot with um, people thinking that it's not working. It's not working for them. Um, and a lot of times, once I get to talk with my clients and we, you know, I, so I actually can talk about this right up front now with my clients when we first get started. I talk about this and how this, you know, just because you have a step back one day doesn't mean, oh, it's not working. You see, it did, I, I did it. I, I went and got angry today if you're working on anger, right? That doesn't mean it's not working. It just means you had a moment right? But you're not living in that anger and you've, and it's not coming from the same place that it was coming from before. And there are reasons at times to be angry, right? Anger sometimes helps us. We need to be angry, especially if we need to like fight for ourselves, right? Or in our own safety. So this is just, a, I just wanted to really, like I said, I wanted to kind of touch on what it means to be healing, what it means to be inside of the healing process. And that's what it is. It is a process. 
Um, but it's a beautiful process that gets better and better as you go. And the more and more you, you do it, the more and more you invest yourself in it, the easier it becomes, the faster it becomes, the better it becomes, the more you recognize within yourself and, and the more tr um, shift and transition you can make um, easier along the way. Okay. So, and now my quick update about, I told you I was going to keep you in the loop on what was going on with my funnel um, that I am building for my uh, coaching program that I have I've now tested out and am putting into full swing. I'm so excited. Um, but yesterday I worked, um, yesterday and today I worked on copy, 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 because copy is where it is at when you are um, creating a funnel. You really need to have your, um, your copy really has to speak to people, right? And so it takes time. Copy takes time. It's either going to take time or it's going to take money or both, <laughs> depending on what your copywriting level is. Um, I was really excited. And I think because I've had, I've been working on this for a while now, and then because I used it on myself before taking it um, to clients and using this exact new program that I created, um, I, I get to... Um, take from that and that really helped me build my copy fairly quickly. So I'm, I'm really excited to say that my copy for my entire funnel is already done, um, which is a big, huge thing to only get take me a couple of days to get it done. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and I'm moving forward. So on to the next thing, which is actually building out the um, funnel itself. Um, I've got to design the web pages and that is what I'm doing next. So like I said, I will keep you in the loop and I will keep you updated as I keep moving forward. Um, until next time, know that you are seen, you are heard, you are known, and you are loved. Namaste. Oh, real quick, I forgot to mention catch me tomorrow on Clubhouse Live for a full moon um, get together. I, we're going to do some releasing. We're going to do some planning, some manifesting. We're going to kind of do a little bit of it all. Um, come on out. Join me. Clubhouse tomorrow. Until then, namaste. Thank you for joining me again today on Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. Don't forget to connect with me at HypnoReikiMD on Instagram and Clubhouse. Until next time, sweet unicorn, I acknowledge your awesomeness. Namaste.